Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We give you all of our worship today, God. We give you all of our worship. For you alone are God. And that's the one thing that is needed, that I stay at your feet. At your feet, Lord, is where every need is met. At your feet. We talked in prayer this morning about that being the one thing that is needed. That one thing. We need to sit at his feet. Because I have been predestined, preordained to become the image of Jesus Christ. I will not get there without sitting at his feet. I can do all kinds of things but I will not get there without sitting at his feet. We talked about how we can do the work of the ministry, and there's a lot of work to be done, a lot of it. And I can be so busy doing the works, but I'm not producing him. I don't produce him if I don't sit with him. What do I produce? Whatever I'm sitting with, that's what I produce. So when I come here or I go to my job or, or someone calls me and they need help because the enemy is ripping their life apart and they need some help, what do I give them? Lonesome Dove? Grey's Anatomy? What do I give them? When I come up here to do what I'm supposed to do, what do I give you? I can only give you what I'm hanging out with. Thank you, Jesus. I don't really know which way to go right now. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Last week, there was an impartation made. The spirit of adoption was imparted. That sitting at his feet and the spirit of adoption, they all go hand in hand. They all work together. Because I need to know who I am. I need to know who he is. Whose feet am I sitting at? You know? And so the more time that we spend with him, the more we know who he is, the more we know him, the more he knows me. Because you know there's a group of people that are going to work the works. There's a group of people that when it's all over with, it's all said and done, they're going to work the works. They're going to raise the dead. They're going to cast out devils. They're going to prophesy in his name. They're going to do the deed. They're going to do things I'm not doing. Come on. They're doing the work. And when they get there, he's going to say, Who are you? I don't know you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. But we were doing the works. We were doing it. I don't know you. So what that says to me is, I better be sitting at his feet. I better be getting intimate with him. Because you do know, you do realize that raising the dead is not me. You do realize that casting out a devil is not me. Right? It's not me. It's the name of Jesus. It's the name of Jesus. Y'all remember those seven sons of Sceva? Paul and them, they was going through the town. Man, they was, they was working it. Devils was coming out right and left. And these little fellas, they thought, hey, that looks fun. I think I could do that. So they go catch this demon-possessed person. And he says, by the, the Jesus that Paul preaches, come out. Mm-mm. That devil ripped them a new one. Stripped their clothes off of them and sent them screaming out of the city. Excuse me, you better sit at his feet. You better know something about him. Don't be saying that, that Jesus that, that Pastor Barbara preaches. Don't be saying that Jesus that my wife preaches. Ooh. Or my husband preaches. Don't be saying that. You better know him. You got to know him. You know that we have had two that I know of, like rapture, end time dreams. This week. In this three. In this house. Something's happening, y'all. Something's happening. And I don't want to be standing up there and him say I didn't tell y'all all of it. You know? Mm, I don't want that on me. Something is happening in the spirit realm. And I'm telling you, if you've never just turned everything off, turn your phone off, 
Turn your TV, your radio, turn it off. And sit down somewhere and just say, Jesus, Jesus, I got to know you and I want you to know me. I want to be one with you. I need some intimacy with you because you know he's the one. He's the one that does everything. It's his anointing that destroys the yoke, not mine. I can lay my hands on you all day long, but if he don't touch you, nothing is happening. Nothing. I can use his name, and I can cast a devil out of you because it's by his name. His name. At the mention of his name, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess, and every devil got to go. But it's his name. And the, the closer I am to him, the more time I spend with him, the more power I have when I use his name. He's backing me up. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Well, last week we were in Romans 8. Romans 8 is so good. It's so good. And verse 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. As many as are led by the Spirit of God. Do you know you got to sit with Him? You got to, you got to be with Him in order to be led by His Spirit. There's got to be some intimacy there. I, there's got to, I got to have some communication with him. I got to be with him if I'm going to be led by him because he's going to be speaking to me all day long and I ain't going to recognize it because I'm not listening for his voice. I'm not hanging. Y'all, Keith Cooper can call me and disguise his voice and I still know it's him. Now, his mama, that's not so, because she done forgot. She ain't been with him. For, I've had him for 33 years. And he called her one day, and he disguised his voice, and she didn't know. But he tried the same thing to me, and I'm like, what do you want? I know him. I know him. I know what he's thinking sometimes. I know how he's going to finish his sentence. Every once in a while, he throws a shocker in on me, but not very often. But sometimes he does, and I'm like, whoa, who's that? What do you know with my husband? But when we hang out with someone, we get to know them. And you, do you know that that's how at a bank um, you... Uh, be trained to recognize counterfeit money. It is you deal with real money. You deal with the real. And you start, you recognize the real. You have to, you have to hold it. You have to feel it. And it's like a, for a pretty good while, it's not just one lesson. You examine that dollar bill. You examine it. You get to know the real. So when a counterfeit just comes by you real fast, you're like, whoa, wait a minute, that, that wasn't, something was wrong. 
And it's the same thing with Jesus. Do y'all know that there are false prophets out there? There are people on national television that are preaching a false gospel. They use scripture. They use scripture. And they twist that thing just a little bit. And that was a dream that someone just had. And when the, he was telling me that dream, I'm like, oh, that's the false prophet. That's, that's the antichrist, you know. They're going to sound good and they're going to use the word. But you better know the word. Because it's the word of God says that if it were possible, even the very elect would be deceived. Elect are those that walk with him. The elect are those who are chosen, who are set apart, who are called to him. They are up under him. They are spending time with him. Do you hear me? They are intimate with him. The very elect. And he said in those last days, they going to be so good at twisting that word up that if it were possible... The word says, if it were possible, even the very elect would be deceived. So if I spend more time watching TV, I'm sorry guys, I feel this strong in my spirit. If I spend more time talking to my sweetie, if I spend more time looking at my phone than I do with him, and all the fingers is pointed back at me, I'm preaching to me this morning. If I spend more time at work, if I spend more time doing anything else than sitting at his feet and saying, Jesus, I want to know you. I want to know you. And, and I know you by your word. And I read your word. And God, you just open this word up to me. If I spend more time with anything else than that right there. You know, I can even spend an hour or two hours a day just singing praises. <laughs> I praise you. And I can feel real good. It can make me feel good. But I ain't spent no time with him. I ain't spent no time with him. And I'm telling you right now, we're coming down to a time in this life that we need to spend time with him. It's getting down to the nitty-gritty. It's getting down to it. And I need to be with him. I need him to know me. I need him to know me. Amen? Come on, I need him to know me, y'all. Y'all want him to know you? He's got to know us. That's what he says to those five foolish virgins that didn't have enough oil. What's that represent? Holy Ghost. That's what that represents. Oil represents Holy Ghost. And they said to those who had some oil, give me some. And they're like, no, I ain't got enough, which was a problem too. But they did have some. And they're like, mm-mm, I ain't giving you none of mine, then I won't have enough. you got to go find you some oil. 
So they had to go out and get them some oil. And while they was gone trying to get them some Holy Ghost, while they were gone trying to get them some Holy Ghost, y'all don't know how important Holy Ghost is. He's the one going to get us there. <laughs> He's the one going to get us there. And everybody wants to shun him and act like, that. oh, that's just kind of, y'all better, better get to the altar and say, baptize me in the Holy Ghost, Jesus. I need your Holy Spirit. I want the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because without the Holy Spirit, I ain't going to make it. I am not going to make it. If the very, I guarantee you, the very elect are filled with the Holy Ghost. I guarantee you they are. And if they can be deceived, if they ain't careful, how I expect to make it without the Holy Ghost. We better be crying out to God. Jesus, baptize me with the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost. I don't care if it sounds funny when I go shekata my sandoboshi. I don't care what people say. I don't, you know, I had, I, I was raised up in a denomination that said that was not God. I was raised in it. Raised up in it. And when I got the Holy Ghost, <laughs> hey. I was the first one in my family. I was the first one. And there was some that said some things. But all I could do was say, Jesus, you said, if I ask you for the Holy Ghost, you ain't going to give me no devil. Because that's what your word says. That's what your word says. So I have to go by what your word says. Because there ain't a place in that word nowhere that says there ain't no need for the Holy Ghost no more. Even tongues. Because that's just my prayer language. It says in Romans 8 that we were going to get to today. That, that when I don't know what to pray. I don't know how to pray as I should. Because see I pray out of my feelings most of the time. Most of the time I'm praying what I want to be done. Most of the time I'm praying, God, I need you to do this. God, when you going to do this? God, when you going to fix that man? God, I just don't know how much longer I can take this mess. God, you got to fix this. God, you got to help me. God, help me help. Is that how y'all pray? Because that's how I prayed for a long time. But the Word says that the Spirit, <laughs> when I don't know how to pray as I should... The Spirit prays through me with groanings that can't be understood. The will of the Father. I want the will of the Father prayed over me. The will of the Father. Hallelujah. He said, he said that Jesus was going to come. That's what John the Baptist said. Jesus is going to come and he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and Hey, Shakara by Sunday. I like to feel some fire. Fire. You don't feel no fire without the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, Holy Ghost is the one that's going to get you off this ground when that trumpet blows. 
And I know you got the Holy Ghost when you got saved. I know that. But you're going to hear that trumpet quicker. <laughs> no. We got to have the Holy Ghost. We got to have him. He is a vital necessity. He is vital to my very life. Without him, I don't die to no flesh. Without him, I'm not so sensitive to Jesus. Without him, I'm, it's hard to be led by the Spirit when I push the Spirit aside. You know what I'm saying? We, Lord have mercy. We got to have the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is my, he's the power. He's the life on the inside of me. He's the spirit of truth. I got to have him. I don't want to go through this without him. Because it says right here. See, in 15, this is where we left off last week. It was 15. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The next verse says, the spirit himself, he's talking about Holy Ghost. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs. I'm an heir of God. An heir. An heir means, I wrote it down, let me find it. An heir is one who receives his allotted possession by right of sonship and that's what we got last week was that spirit of adoption the spirit of sonship i'm a son of god i told him wednesday night i'm a son of god just like tim is a bride and we have to learn how to function as as such because there is no male or female so that settles the preaching thing okay there is no male or female. You are all one in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. He ain't looking at you male or female. He's just looking at you going to let me use you. He's looking at your heart. That's all he's concerned about is your heart. Not what gender you are. Y'all know that the... I, man, I'm just getting off on all kind of stuff. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave that one alone. I'm going to leave that one alone. Whew, that one gets my feathers ruffled. Thank you, Jesus. We are heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Joint heirs. Y'all know what that means? I'm a fellow receiver. <laughs> what Jesus gets, I get. And can't nobody take it away. Nobody can take it away. Because remember... A natural-born child can be disowned or disinherited, but an adopted one cannot. Hallelujah. He knew what he was doing. This is all inspired by him. He knew what he was doing when he wrote this and the words that he chose. He knew what he was doing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That I am a joint heir with Jesus Christ. I get what he has. Ha! Get up in there next to him and find out what he's got. Right? As another little for getting intimate with him and sitting at his feet. We, got, we need to learn what he has. You know, one thing 
One thing that is my inheritance is the kingdom of God. That's one thing. You know what another thing that's my inheritance is? A glorified body. Come on now. He says that that's something that we hope for. And that at salvation, that hope came into me for this glorified body. That's what it says on down in there. And so hope is like not something that, oh, I hope this happens. I hope this happens. No, that's not hope. Hope is like kids on Christmas morning right before they open their gifts. It's like that jumping in you, you know, like, I know I got it. I know I got it. (laughs) I know I got it. I forget this thing's up here. I know I got it. That's hope. That's what hope is. And so it's like, oh, my goodness. You know, my knees hurt. (laughs) My ankles hurt. My head hurts. I get sick sometimes. But I'm fixing to get a body. Hallelujah. That is glorified. I'll be able to walk through them walls right there. Shoot! That's pretty exciting. I mean, that's what Jesus did when he came back. He walked through the walls. Whenever whenever they saw him at the Mount of Transfiguration, he was glistening. How many of us want to glisten? I like glitter. I want to glisten. I don't want to sweat. I want to glisten. Yes. And we're going to be glorified. Our body's going to be glorified. And, and that's a hope that we have. We know this thing is fixing to happen. And I feel in my spirit that it ain't going to be long before this thing happens. Hallelujah. So start sitting at his feet. Start reading this word while you're sitting at his feet. Jesus, what you mean right there? What do you mean when you wrote that right there? And he'll start showing you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name. Mm, you are so good to us. So very good to us. Mm. There is something in that joint heirs thing. Y'all know I told you that I'm always talking about death, dying to your flesh. I'm always talking about that. Well, the Bible's just full of it. It's full of it. It is almost everywhere you look. It's right here. It's it's right here again because I was reading. I was like, oh, Lord Jesus, I got to talk about dying again. In verse 17 it says, And if children, then heirs, and heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, we will be also glorified together. If we suffer with him. Hmm. What's that mean? Well, I'm glad you ask. (laughs) He said that we would suffer persecution, right? It's for him. It's all for him. If I suffer for him, like if I don't get a job because they know that I stand for Christ, they ain't going to tell you that. 
but they know I stand for Christ or the church that I go to, and I don't, you know, that's a suffering for him. Uh, if uh, they fire me because I stand for Christ, that's a suffering for him. It's not that I go out and commit an illegal <laughs> and get busted, and I'm suffering now because I'm in jail. That's not it. It's whenever I suffer persecution for him. When I let God use me and the enemy attacks immediately and says, what the heck were you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's suffering for him. Okay? So whenever we allow God to use us, you know, and then, and then the enemy is, oh, man, he's so quick. He's so fast. Sometimes you, we don't even get out of the parking lot. And somebody will say something, have something to say, you know, about what you just did. And they're negative. And that's suffering for him. That's suffering for him. It's all for him. Does that make sense? Well, years ago, several years ago, and this just came to me yesterday. I was praying, you know, and seeking a word. And after I got through saying, I got to have a word, I got to have a word. You know, after I got through doing like that and calmed down a little bit so I could even hear him, you know. Um, I was reading that. And it, this word came back to me that he spoke to me years ago. Another time when I was praying, you got to do something, God, you got to do something. And when I calmed down a little bit, he spoke to me out of 1 Peter 5, verse 10. Let's go look at that. And whenever he spoke that to me yesterday, I was like, oh my gosh. There's some meaning to go along with the suffering. It says, but may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you have suffered a while. Perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Okay, now you look back over here at Romans 8, 17, and it says, If indeed we suffer with him, that we may be glorified together. And then I was looking at that again, and it was like, oh, my goodness, because, you know, whenever I heard that word, all I saw was suffer. I'm just going to suffer. But that gives meaning to the suffering. There's meaning to the suffering now. And it's not just me doing stupid stuff, and I'm having to suffer for it. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about when I suffer persecution for him. When I suffer death to my flesh. That is also part of it. Y'all don't seem excited about dying to your flesh. I just don't get it. Because, because when we do that, when we die to our flesh, we receive glory. Oh my God, that's what Jesus did. He died to his flesh. Till he had to literally die. And, and when he did that, oh my gosh, it, it made it possible for me to put my flesh down. I had to start a fast. <laughs> put my flesh down. No, and, and then I made cinnamon rolls this morning. 
flesh got to go. That's suffering for his name's sake. I couldn't even lick, I went to lick my finger and I'm like, nope. Washed it off, you know, nope. Because me, my mind says, lick that sugar. Oh, well, I blew it. I might as well have six, you know. That's how I think. Y'all don't think like that? <laughs> so I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to wash you off. Yeah. <laughs> Suffer for a little while. Just for a little while. It's not long. Just a little bit. Hallelujah. But what that means is when he says... He says the God, the God of all grace is going to perfect you. That means he's going to mend and repair what has been broken. Ha. Ha, we've been broken, y'all. There's been, we've been broken. And after we suffer for just a little bit, then he is going to come in. And he's going to mend us. He's going to mend all that brokenness. Hallelujah. Establish means he's going to make us stable and place us firmly. He's going to um, fix us and confirm us. He's going he's to um, turn us resolutely in a certain direction. I was like, oh, that's good. That's real good. To establish me, to establish me. I'm going to be going this way, but I'm crying out to him, you know. Help me, God. I love you, Lord. And I'm, I'm putting this flesh down, God. I'm, I'm not going to give my flesh what it wants. And then he is going to turn me to the direction he wants me to go. <laughs> That's good. That is so good. You know, he says that if you will delight yourself in him, he will give you the desires of your heart. That's what established means. That's what it means. He's going to put the desire in my heart that he wants me to have. Not, I'm going to get that little red Corvette because I desire it. No, he's going to give me the desires in my heart. He's going to put desire in my heart, and I'm going to love what he loves, and I'm going to want what he wants. <laughs> I battled for 15 years saying, I ain't pastoring. I ain't no pastor. I ain't going to pastor. You're going to write it on the wall, God. I ain't pastoring. I do not want to pastor. That's one thing I'm not doing. But... <laughs> I had to die. As I was dying to my flesh, I'm not even thinking about that. But as I was dying to my flesh, then God just starts establishing me and turning me in the direction that he wants me to go. And he puts that desire in my heart. See how these things all work together? If we will die to our flesh, okay, we're going to have what God wants for me. And I'm going to love it. I'm going to love what he wants for me. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Our sufferings are for him. He said that if we would suffer persecutions and we are going to have tri tribulation. It's just the way it is. And if I will die in that process... I am going to receive glory. That's what happened to Jesus. He died. He died. He went to hell. 
That's dying to flesh. We is in hell, y'all. It's hell when you make cinnamon rolls and you just started a fast. That's hell. I'm like, it's funny how my husband didn't know but knew I was going to do this and bring cinnamon rolls home. If we'll just go ahead and just put our feelings and our emotions and our desires and our cravings down, we get glory. That's what he did. That's where I was at. That's what he did. He died on that cross and he went to hell and he paid the price and then he arose in glory. And he got his glorified body. That's what I'm going to get. It's going to look good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The little man's upset. Because he don't have to die to his flesh yet. He does not. (laughs) But your day's coming, sweetie. Your day is coming. You'll be around two. And we start saying, oh, oh, no. The world does not revolve around you, sweetheart. They think it does. And it does for a while. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. When we go ahead and just die to our flesh, then the glory of God can be revealed in us. It can be revealed in us. Thank you, Jesus. I want to, let me look at something right here. Let me just look at something. Oh, yeah, um, 1 Peter 4, 12 says, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing is happening to you. See, we're going to start going through stuff, but don't think it's crazy. Don't think it's, you know, he just said, don't think it's crazy that you're going through this fiery trial. You're just going to go through this thing. Amen? Because it's, It's the word of God. But this right here is what's going to produce glory in me. And I want the glory. I want his glory in me. I want to live in his glory. I want to live led by the spirit of God. I do want to put my flesh down. I do. I want to kill it. Because it ain't no good in it. There's nothing good in my flesh. Not any. And so I need to just go ahead and kill it. (laughs) Reckon it dead. So that I can live unto him. So that I can be everything that he's called me to be. Everything that he created me to be. Everything that he wants me to be. And when I do this, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Every single thing that I need is is, is given to me. It's done for me. Y'all, it's only 12.15. It's not late. Okay? It's not late. They, Fiesta Linda's full. It's full right now. Hmm. You're not. Well, you should be getting full on the word. Thank you, Jesus. If we go on down in Romans 8... It talks about how how creation is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. 
because creation was thrown into the curse. Creation itself is groaning because it wants the glorification. It want, creation wants what it had before, okay? And so whenever we, me and you, start manifesting the glory of God, we start manifesting, being led by the Spirit of God, things in the natural start changing. Come on, creation feels it. Creation feels it. That is wild to me that creation feels that and creation wants that. Creation is longing for that. And we can give it to them. We can give it to creation. But I really want to talk about um, uh, Romans 8, 28. Well, I, that's everybody's verse. That's one of the biggest, most misquoted verses in the Bible. Because everybody and his brother says, it's all going to work out for my good. No, it ain't. No, it's my good. No, it, it's my good. But it ain't everybody. He ain't talking to everybody. He's not talking to everybody right here. First of all, first, 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 let's look at 26. It says, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. See, I'm weak. It's not sometimes I get weak. I'm weak. But the Spirit is here to help me. He is made strong in my weakness, okay? The Spirit also helps in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us, which groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. We just talked about that a few minutes ago. Holy Spirit is praying the will of God in me, okay? And then we come to 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. Now, we got to keep reading. you got to read what's before and you got to read what's after to know what he's talking about. So, 29 says, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn of many brethren. Okay, so now let's look back at 28. What is my good? Is my good that new car? Is my good um, a job or a house? Or is my good court going well for me <laughs> in my favor? Is that my good? Is that what he's talking about right there? That is not what he's talking about right there. You look before and you look after. Prayer is right before. When you led by the Spirit of God in your prayer and you're not praying, God, fix this, fix this, fix this, you're not praying that. You're praying, See, the will of the Father is being prayed through you. And in a minute, some English is going to come out. And you can pray what God's will is. Guess what God's will is? For me to be conformed to the image of His Son. That's His will. That's my ultimate good. That's what He's talking about. <laughs> I loved it. I got a revelation. 
He ain't talking about that little red Corvette or that sweet thing I want next. He ain't talking about that. He has taught my ultimate good. All things, stuff happens, y'all. We have circumstances. And if I will get in prayer, he's going to work something out of me. And I'm going to become more like his son. So what he is saying right there is it will work for my good. And my ultimate good is to become the image of his son. That's what he's talking about. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. So now we know the most misquoted verse in the Bible. And everybody quotes it. He is talking about, I will become the image of his son. Yes. I'm excited about it. I wish I was. So if I love God and I'm yielded to him in the prayer and letting the will of God be prayed about my circumstances and about me and all that stuff, then I'm going to let him work in me. And I'm going to be changed. That is, that's the purpose for me being here anyway. Is <laughs> for me to become his image. And when I am his image, it goes on down here and it talks about how nothing can separate us. Nothing can separate me from him. If I am letting him work in me and I'm just laying on the altar and, and I'm, I'm soaking in his presence and I'm saying, God, I want your will in this thing. God, not mine. I don't. Who else prayed that? I want your will, not mine. He's our example. And he prayed your will, not mine, and went to the cross, and it was brutal. He's not asking that of me. Okay? So if I will just just let him have his way in me, then, then I am going to become what he created me to become. And when you go on down to verse 30, and it talks about those who he predestinated and those he called and those he called he justified, all of that is past tense. Every bit of it is past tense. Because God sees the end from the beginning. He has already perfected you. He has already established you. He has already glorified you and justified you. He has already done those things. He's just working us until we can get to the place that I act like it. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Predestinate means that he decided beforehand. Called is actually named. My name is Pastor Teacher. I was called that. Justified. This is a good way to remember justified. Just if I'd never sinned. He makes me right. He makes me right. Just if I'd never sinned. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And Then we close it all out with there is absolutely nothing that can take me from him. Nothing at all. Jesus Christ is my Lord. He is my owner. To whom a person or a thing belongs. He is my possessor. He is the one who has control. So that means if I'm going to become his image, I am not in control. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that from the 
before the foundation of the world, Father, you already established the fact that I will be, y'all, this is it, that I will be the image of his son. It's already been done. I just have to line up with it. I've just got to line up with it. That's all. And all that means is kill my flesh and there ain't nothing good in it anyway. It's taking me down a path I don't need to go. It's trying to kill me. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I give you praise for it. Thank you for the word today, God. Thank you, Jesus. And just establish this word in us, God, that we belong to you. We belong completely to you, God, and that you have your way in our life. Thank you, Lord. And so I open up the altars. If you, got, if you need anything from the Lord... If you just want this word sealed in you, what we do is we just come and we just work. Let, let God work in me. Let him, let him work this word in me. And if you want to do that, just come lay at the altar for a minute while Joshua sings. And let God settle it in you. Because we have to go after God. We have to go after him. No one can do that for me. I have to go after him. And so the altars are open. If you need something from God, if you need some agreement in prayer, if you're sick in your body and you want to be healed, he said to have the elders anoint you with oil and pray for you, and you will be healed. And so we'll do that. The altars are open, and whatever you need from the Lord, just come. Just come. Thank you. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.